0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? All right, this week we have Thunder E of Bored at Work on the cast. Uh, He's back, and it's funny that every time there's like a big... Microsoft announcement, I tend to have Eon. Uh, in any case, he's here to talk about the new announcements that happened last week, and those include not only the new Surface Book 3, but also the Surface headphones and the Surface earbuds, which of course dovetail into a conversation about audio, of which Thundery e is definitely an expert in. We talk not only about Microsoft's upcoming uh, wireless headphones, but we also talk about a couple of other products that we currently have in our ears, mainly uh, the Google Pixel Buds. Uh, and then from there, we answer some of your questions in the IG Live QA happening in the live chat. Speaking of which, make sure you follow Pocket Now on Instagram so that you can follow up with our lives every single week, which is when we record the full podcast ready for you to not only listen to in your favorite podcasting application, but also to watch over on IGTV, which is the other reason why you should follow at Pocket Now on Instagram. And from there, we're gonna go ahead and get into this conversation. Welcome Thunder E back to the Pocket Now Weekly. Let's go and have a chat. Alright. Yeah, uh, you just mentioned right before we started recording that you did a giveaway of the iPhones. Um, so you got you got all three colors. And mm-hmm. wait, there are only three colors, right? So yeah. all three colors, and you did a giveaway for all of them.
1: Yeah, for all three: uh, red, white, and black.
0: Ah, okay. Oh, and uh, <laughs> sorry, I just saw the comment. We get a little bit distracted by the live chat. But the person that subscribed to your channel, I kept saying a guy. It was it was a woman. So she's like, <laughs> she was like, "I'm a girl. Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. Kind of hard to tell with like social media handles, so I apologize. Um, but yeah, just want to see how you're doing. Um, I mean, obviously, we're like what 50 days into this whole quarantine now, and
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Um, I live in New York, uh, and New York has been a hot zone in the country, so I stay at home. Uh, it was funny. I had to yesterday. I was like, I need to go out because I was indoors for two days straight. Hmm. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm used to staying in and for me, it's fine, but, you know, just stay safe, try and like, um, you know, watch content whether it's YouTube content, like our content, of course, and, uh, mm-hmm. or Netflix or any of their channels, there's a lot of content out there to watch Ooh. as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and take advantage of those trial periods. If you don't have it, you know, just use the 14 days, switch emails, look, something to keep you entertained and keep you sane. Because yeah. it's. It's hard to stay at home, but you know there are many avenues for at least to watch content. So, I've been doing that and just trying to make videos and you know watching YouTube's algorithm go here or there, depending on where everybody wants to go.
0: Yeah, it's it's gotten to the point where because every day is blending together so much, like when I get a video done, I just put it out. Like there's no planning anymore. So yeah, <laughs> like I just I'm just doing content now because that's all I can do right now.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree
0: um but yeah the um so you were talking about content that's available now this is something i've been asking like every one of our guests since this whole like format started um what are some recommendations you might have for people to watch because i mean i know you're an anime fan i still need to catch up on my hero academia um but yeah like there's what, what things would you tell people to watch and check out
1: uh so i've been watching um i mean if you haven't watched tiger King, you should it's oh a, man, you know, why
0: does everyone keep saying that? I'm so-,
1: <laughs> no, so I watched Tiger King before it was even a hit. Like the bef- like the very beginning of the you know, the whole uh, pandemic and stay at home. That's when I watched it. And then like a week and a half later, everyone's like, Are you watching Tiger King? I was like, I already watched this like a while ago. But it's such a beautiful train wreck that you <laughs> you will be shocked every five minutes, you're like, oh my god, no, they didn't. And then you're like, okay, that's it. And oh, really? And this is all happening. It's not. It's not a retelling. It's basically just caught on camera, or they're telling you like this person did this and this person. Like it's very, it's very shocking. So for something that is mindless and that will get you haven't seen it, definitely see it. Um, I've been watching Ozark on Netflix. Oh, okay. Uh, I've been watching. I started watching Money Heist on Netflix as well, mm-hmm. which is a good show. Uh, if you like fantasy, of course. Uh, the witcher great show which came out a while ago yep. if you haven't seen it definitely see it sci-fi for me you know the expanse it, you've got four seasons on amazon definitely mm-hmm. a show worth watching um uh shoot there was something i was gonna say yeah um i just finished westworld which i was not a big fan of this season a lot of people liked it say it was a little bit more simplistic i like very com. i like the complex nature of westworld but You've got three seasons to catch up on Westworld if you want to watch something that is just that's, really, really good, you know? Yeah, that's the
0: other show that I got to catch up on. I, um, I've i been very candid with people that I've talked to online. And even just now, I was talking to our homie, Nick Gray uh, from Fandroid. I was just letting him know that like, oh, by the way, uh, you haven't heard from me in a while because I'm in the post-Korean drama depression right now. <laughs> My family and I, we just got done with Crash Landing on You and I've just been a wreck ever since the end of that show because it's like... They they literally manufactured those shows so that you fall in love with every single aspect of it. I mean that's just the way it should be, um, and we got super invested. And when it was done, I was like, oh, I miss my friends. Like, I miss I miss the people in the show. Um, but yeah, it was it was one of those things. So I've been featuring that like that show in little Easter eggs in my videos, and like no one catches on to it. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> it's okay. It's just for me then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, as far as one person in the live chat was actually asking like. And this is actually something I want to ask more often is, um, in your case, uh, how have you been managing to stay creative and to keep your productivity up? You and I have talked about this before, where like the days are, are blending together a little bit. There are some days where we're just like, you know what, I know I got videos to do, but in your case, it's
1: Warzone. In my case, it's Final Fantasy Seven. Like, I'm just going to play video games today. Well, I mean, I'm used to working from home. So for me, it's a, it's a normal thing. It's just the fact that I can't go anywhere. So for me, it yeah. takes a little, it's taken me a little longer to get to that stress point. Um, what I've done is, yeah, I mean, I, what I've done is basically over the last couple of years is when I started YouTube, I used to make three videos a day, uh, which is mm. absolutely insane. And I've, you know, I've come to realize over time that, look, if the juices are not there for me to be creative, I just don't do it. It's not worth doing the half big video. Or, or you could, you could kind of scale back and go. In our cases, I go, okay, I'll just shoot B roll. That's easy. Like, I don't need to think Mm -hmm. about that. Uh, I can shoot my standard B roll where I'm going to show you in this angle and that angle. And then, you know, I do something else, watch a TV show, play some Warzone, um, play a lot of Warzone. And then I'm like (laughs) doing, but it also again, because I play with uh, Tech Chap, I play with Saf, and we're always talking about. Oh, yeah we're still talking about YouTube anyway. So at yeah. some point I'm like, ah, man, I'll be struggling with this video. And it's like, why do you do this? Ah, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Good. Okay. Then I can go <laughs> back in and, and shoot, you know. So it does help that, uh, at least for me, um, what I've done is like I've created a Discord server that we all play in. And it's it's easy for me to jump in and talk to someone else and that start discussing work and what I need to do and blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, colleagues of mine who do the same thing. And it's just become an easier method of them saying, hey, why don't you just do this? I'm like, ah, yeah, thanks. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll just do that instead. It makes sense. Instead of me, you know, like just stressing or racking out or not feeling like I am creative enough, you know. Yeah. Period.
0: I need to get in on that. I mean, I need to, uh, I, I usually talk to people like Nick and TK, um, TK especially because he's local. But yeah, like I usually I, I should get in on that on those conversations more often, because in my case, um, I've just been trying to change up the certain ways that I do my videos. So I actually bought a few like creative toys and <laughs> stuff like that I bought like a new slider, um, the syrup genie, which you're the only other person I know who uses that. I got the turntable kit. <laughs> so now it's a turntable.
1: Oh, they have a turntable kit. Does yeah. it go on? It goes on top of the syrup itself.
0: So you have to put two pieces onto it, but one side is a lot larger. So you just turn it
1: over and you can put your item on top and just control it the way you would normally. But then it just becomes a turntable. I have, have not touched my Syrup Genie. So really what my Syrup Genie does now, because over the last year, Daniel has convinced me to shoot freehand. Granted, he has steadier hands than I do, so he has to do <laughs> a little post-editing post, post editing to keep my, my shakiness off. But we just kind of just freehand everything. So even when I'm shooting B-roll, I put the device there and I just kind of walk around or I, I just do different angles around it. Yeah. Uh, my, my setup genie is basically there for me when I travel um, as an extra height for my tripod because I mm. want a travel tripod. And it's in, since I'm tall, it doesn't catch me all the way. I either do have to duck or sit. So there's that extra little higher base where the camera sits on top helps.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) All right, cool. Um, So as far as our, I did try to put together a bit of an outline for our show today. I did want to follow up on a story that happened a week ago. Um, Yes, I broke the red iPhone and (laughs) I felt really bad about it. Uh, So I learned a couple of lessons. So if you're trying to get into this whole like tech YouTuber type thing and whatnot, uh, one of the slightly pricey lessons I learned from that situation was turn on Do Not Disturb. Uh, so you don't want the phone vibrating while it's standing because then it might fall. So that's what happened. Um, but yes, with that in mind, I did, uh, I did pick up this white one, but it has the, uh, D brand case on it. So the grip case with the bamboo, which I love this look personally, I actually really am into this case. Um, but I did, this is my first time ever using Apple care plus, and it was super easy. I've never had it on any products and on the iPhone SE, the, um, the repair on the screen, is only twenty nine dollars. That blew my mind. <laughs> and like, I don't know what your experience has been with Apple Care Plus in the past, but like, it was a really speedy process. Even with what's going
1: on right now, I was able to get it in the box, get it to FedEx, and it was easy to do. I mean, I I'm not an, I'm really not an Apple user, so I'm probably the worst person to ask this question. I don't like Care. the <laughs> idea of a, of a of a. I personally like the idea of a Care Plus because also, beside, I mean, the screen repair aspect, I get it. That makes sense. But Apple also adds a lot of things into that that should be under a regular warranty as well. Mm -hmm. So you have Apple, which is why I, I, for a while I just truly hated it because I'm like, you know, um, friends who would buy a Mac will go, I need to get Apple care with it. I'm like, for what? For my warranty? I'm like, no, you have a year warranty with the device anyway. If anything Mm -hmm. happens other than you destroying it yourself, that should fall under that. So...
0: I'm I'm a hundred percent with you there because I used to work in tech support out of college, and people break their Macs all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird that a user would just get an Apple product and just know this is going to break in six months. Like they know it; they can tell well, themselves that.
1: <laughs> you do know why, right? I mean, look—if anyone's watching, one of the best YouTubers to watch who covers Apple and Apple issues, Lewis Grossman. Check out Lewis Grossman's channel. He does—he owns a repair shop here in New York. Actually, lives close to me in Brooklyn. Here, just because I've seen some of the videos he's posted. But um, he does a lot of Apple repairs and Apple does some really shoddy work when they're building their products. There's a reason why we had the butterfly keyboard issue. You know, the fact yeah. that it, MacBooks are not cooled well enough. That's the, just the biggest issue with a Mac. It, it's too thin for the kind of processors it has there. So there was one video, just, just just a quick piece where he was like, he opened it up, he goes, Apple, see, processor here. Cooling fan here, cooling fan here, processor here. What is wrong with this? Mm. Your cooling fan should be pumping air directly, and the fan was pointing the other way just out. Like there was nothing cooling that Mac at all. Interesting. So, uh, and there are a couple of things, you know, when they tell people, okay, look, oh, we got to change the board and you've got to wipe out everything. It's going to wipe out your da- data. And this, he, the lady came in. So he basically did a live stream. He like, he does, he does it just like, like that. It's like, I'm going live and he opens it up. He's like, Oh, let's see, guys. Okay. Hmm. I can pull out the SSD and I need to fix this. Wow. It's back up and running. Plug it back in again. That's like $50 worth of labor instead of her paying like another, you know, $500, $800, whatever it costs. That's like, when I see those things, I go, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. But because, yeah, people are lazy. This just human beings yeah. are lazy to, to follow up a lot of things. So, which is why I'm just not a big fan of Care. I like the fact that, yes, it covers glass, prote- you know, um, repair. for Screen like protect. Yeah, screen repair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that part is cool because that's not a warranty coverage. But they kind of tuck in a lot of things that your warranty should cover in there. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, and uh, actually, Isa,
0: when she was last here, um, had a huge like like mishap with her MacBook. It was water damage, and that's not covered by Apple so, I mean, there are still some holes in the whole thing, but yeah, just wanted to follow up on that story. Cause last week it was a big deal. Uh, and I showed people like the crack at the top and all that. And what I was so lucky that I got all the B roll I needed before the fact, but I still needed the white iPhone to get a few last things. Um, so yeah, so I, apparently I'm told the turnaround time is going to be pretty quick and I live in California and the repair center is in California. So I imagine it won't be that bad. <laughs> Um, But yes, with all that said, let's go ahead and get into one of our main topics for today. Uh, People in the chat, go ahead and let us know what you feel uh, about what is about to be spoken of. We're talking about mid-range phones because we got a ton of them coming out. And I think I personally like, quarantine or not, um, pandemic or not, I actually really like the fact that 2020 is all about the mid-range device. Uh, We have a lot of affordable phones coming out. Yes, certain specifications might be a little bit questionable. But I have been saying that we're going to reach a point where the rush to the middle is going to be easier to do, because for now we have like because like at this moment we have a lot of really great specs that are actually affordable. We can actually make good affordable phones, and everyone's trying to do that. Um, I, I asked earlier, or someone asked earlier in the chat, did you get your hands on the TCLs?
1: No, um, I. They reached out to me, and I just it just kind of skipped me by, um, and then oh. they just they reached out late again. They're like, hey, do you do you still want it? So I have to respond back to them oh okay um
0: i i guess i'm going to be doing the coverage for it on pocket now obviously but i did do an unboxing on my channel um so there are a couple of things about this tcl 10 pro in particular that i would just wanted some reactions on like have you have you followed any of the specs or anything like that some of our friends have the phone and they already unboxed
1: it no i haven't let me let me see while you keep you know chatting away over there Sure, yeah, just a, a few, a few details off the specs, off off the spec list. Uh, some people might
0: be looking at this phone; it's like $450, hoping for the Snapdragon 765, and I think a lot of us tend to. The moment we hear mid-range device, that's the processor we want. But this one is Snapdragon 675, which might bum out some people. But I have to give some quick takes on it after I cloned my phone over from the OnePlus 8 Pro just to get the same apps uh, onto this phone. I felt like the performance is actually not too bad. And the six gigabytes of RAM and 128 gigabytes of onboard storage, like those are still pretty good. I mean, if you're going to use the term mid-range specs, it's still on the upper end of mid-range, in my opinion. And I like I like the performance so far. It hasn't really locked up on me or anything like that. Uh, to be fair, I haven't played any games on it yet. And that was like the number one comment I was getting in that video. I was like, play this, play that, play Fortnite, play this. And I'm like, okay, uh, we'll do that later. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I oh, yeah. mean, I'm, I'm looking at the specs, and I, I hear you on that. I, I've I've got this thing of like, uh, I don't want to see last year's unless it's and so to me, I wish manufacturers actually went 855 for mid range phone for this year, mm. rather than going with a 675, because yeah, maybe you could say the 765 is a little bit more expensive or something like that, but I'd rather see the 7 because also again with games on Android. 855 is fully customized for all those games there's a reason Mm -hmm. why when we're talking about games that do at 120 frames per second or 120 hertz display a lot of them are not supported even like the black shark or the xiaomi because they have to update it for the new processor as well Come to that account. So, you know, like the, the ROG phone from last year does 120 on a lot of games, but all those, I tried all those games on the Galaxy S20 Ultra, and only two of them were outputting were, at higher than 60 frames per second. Oh, really? Because, Which one's were Because they, they had, uh, I, I'll tell you later, I just can't remember off it. Shadow Fight okay. 3 was one of them, I just can't remember the second one. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just the way it is. So, I would rather see the A fifty five, or if you can get the 765. And I think this is a missed opportunity. And I was having a discussion with Saf who were like, look, Android land is, is specs land, no matter how you look at it. It's just where specs are. For instance, Apple released the iPhone SE. A lot of people have dubbed it the best phone of the year and I don't think so. I think it's <laughs> a very good cheap phone that has a lot of issues that are going to bring back bad memories to people once they start using effectively. It's got a tiny battery. And I mean tiny. It's small. Yeah. If you start using it like a phone, I not even talking about heavy use. I was just browsing on Instagram. Then I took some photos and I recorded video, literally two minutes. And I'm watching the battery just drain like a like a, like a gas gauge. And I'm going, this is not good. Like it reminds me of the yeah. old days when Apple just didn't do good batteries on their devices. <laughs> um, so I think a device like this, while 675 isn't bad, and we're going to see with the Pixel, which is rumored to have us a seven twenty from last
0: 720, year? 720,
1: seven 730, 730. 730. seven thirty seven seven thirty. I'm okay with the Pixel or seven thirty, even though I really I'm like I'm a little bit mixed, but I'm fine with that. And I'm going, why couldn't you go with the seven thirty also here? Why is six seventy five? The six hundred series on, on Qualcomm is not the best series they have. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a series where sometimes it it overperforms. A lot of times it's kind of like here below where the 700 series has become a like the 730G last year was really good and the only thing it couldn't do gaming wise it couldn't do anything with hdr ultra like when you're looking at pubg specs now yeah. but you know for a lot of people like oh okay that's good i can still play a lot of my games and i'm i'm fine and it's got a really good performance and then the 765 is literally like saying you have um the 10-core processor, which is a Ryzen 9, and you just take out two cores and you get a Ryzen 7, which is still a great (laughs) processor anyway. That's what the 7 Series is this year. So I'm going, why is this 675? Because Google is going to launch a phone in a couple of weeks with a 700 series from last year that's better than this.
0: So, okay, so 730, 675 compared to the 765 do you think that the consideration, as far as that processor is concerned, uh, is because of 5G? If these phones are not made to have 5G, then of course they're not going to get the 765? Like, I felt like that was a, a distinction that people are trying to make.
1: And yet, phone is going to launch next week with the 865 at probably 400 bucks. Yeah. Then
0: again, it's, well... I shouldn't say, well, I was just about to say that companies like Poco slash Xiaomi and all that usually have low margins, but yeah, then again, yeah. here's here's TCL with the same general idea <laughs> coming here.
1: I mean, they so. are the king of low margins, especially with the TV business that they have. Exactly. Um, so, like I said, I've got mixed feelings. Like I said, I would like to see a 730 because the way Android works, Android operating system behaves like Windows until you get to a certain critical mass point. Remember Windows and processors? Like, Windows had this thing, if you're old enough, 10 years back, where if you ran Windows Vista. Windows Vista was a bad launch for Microsoft. And then they were able yeah. to go to Windows 7. But what most people don't realize is that Windows 7 was actually Windows Vista after three updates. Uh, uh, Service Pack 1, 2, and 3. That's what it used to be called back then. And I remember that. When, you get to, when you go to Service Pack 3, it ran absolutely well. And also it was because Intel didn't have the best processors at the time. So, mm. but Windows 7 was Vista. Like I, my buddy had a Vista machine, with Server Pack 3, and I was like, hey, haven't you switched? switches? Like, you know, come check it out. And I was looking at it, I'm like, this is Windows 7. He's like, yeah, it's the same thing. It's just, they just yeah. rebranded it and, you know, call it a day. But Android kind of behaves the same way with its processors and operating system. It almost goes hand in hand. It's not as Fluid, no, it's not. I say that it's not as light as you would like it to be, where it's more flexible with the processor range. At a certain point, the processors just don't work well. So, yeah, you know, the fastest Android phone is a OnePlus Eight, but it's also using the fastest processor as well. Yeah, that's true. And
0: it, well, I mean, and barring any heavy applications you install, the OS is also pretty well tuned. So there are a lot of factors that have to be involved there. Uh, But yeah, we're talking about mid-range phones. I did want to shift over to another one where we finally got the official Korean announcement (laughs) for the LG Velvet. Um, There's some hype around this phone, mainly because we're finally seeing LG actually pivot or go in a different direction. Uh, Effectively, the Velvet is supposed to spiritually replace the G line, which may or may not be true. But I just wanted to get some reactions from you uh, about the LG Velvet, uh, the look, the Specs. Personally, I'm actually just a little bit disappointed because as we're talking about getting a 765 in this phone, I was hoping that this phone was going to be like $500. But if you convert the price from Korean One, it's at least $700. And if that's going to be the price here in the US, I think that's a losing battle.
1: Yeah, the price is losing battle for them. That's if that price converts all the way over. It could be like how the OnePlus is much cheaper in India where the OnePlus is actually 500 bucks in India, the OnePlus 8. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's more expensive for us here, but, you know, whatever the case may be. I mean, I like the the Velvet. The Velvet should have been released before the V60. V60 should never have been released this year, as as it looks. It just looked boring. It was a boring device with that works well, does a lot of things well, but again, boring. And you're a company mm-hmm. who's lagging behind. You cannot come with boring. That's just it's, it's market optics. You can't come with a boring. Even look at Apple with the iPhone S, iPhone SE. Even though it's an iPhone eight, but because they move into a different category and mm-hmm. dropped a really low price, it became exciting. at the end of the day, it's an iPhone eight, but they were able to use that in a different category. So the Velvet, yeah, technically is a device with seven sixty five. Technically is a G. They just changed the camera layout. Maybe they've changed the UI now but the pricing has to match. I wouldn't say 500. 500, I think it's still a little too expensive for LG, too cheap for LG. I would say, yeah, I think for LG it is. The way LG looks at themselves and how they play in the market. um, Mm -hmm. I would say the device should be a 550, maybe 599. 599, that 599 as a price point, perfect. You know, you're gonna take some losses, but when you put it in Verizon, T-Mobile stores, you're going to sell those phones really nice. Because they're like, look, look, yeah, I don't want to pay for the Galaxy. It's a little bit too expensive, but I like it. And they're like, well, let's check out this LG. Snap, snap, snap. Looks really nice. You know, takes great photos. Mm-hmm. Has everything? Headphone jack, you still got, oh, yeah. How much is it? $599. It's still under $600. I think that's the magic price it needs to be here. Because $700 just is peaky. $700, you're like, mm, I might as well pay the extra 5 bucks and get a Galaxy. Well,
0: that's the thing. Like, if it was meant to be $700, that puts it right at the same price as the regular One 8. And that's got the 865, that's got 5G, that's got, like, certain specifications that you might prefer over the lg velvet so Mm -hmm. if the lg velvet has like a 765 and you're paying the same price for a set for an 865 in the OnePlus, like that's a really hard thing so anything lower than 700 i agree with you there but i was i don't know there was some hype around the speculation and the leaks that it might be 500 and that got me really excited and then i saw the korean won price and i'm like oh okay of course that was too good to be true (laughs) so that's the thing um okay let's see so uh we've talked for a little bit we talked about some budget stuff but one of the main things i find it funny that whenever microsoft has an announcement i have you on the show (laughs) i feel like that's been a commonality i'm a
1: i'm a pc guy that's probably why there we go
0: so that's exactly what we're going to talk about uh for the audio podcast listeners we're going to take a really short break uh and then we'll come right back into it and talk about microsoft's announcements this week All right. Well, the tech world keeps moving. And that's a line I say in every single week, because we got the Microsoft announcements. Um, So (laughs) I remember the last time Microsoft made an announcement, I think it was the Surface laptop was one of the main announcements that they made. And you were telling me, as many people were, wait for the next book, wait for the next Surface book, that's the one you're going to want. So I'm not even going like you're the PC guy. You're totally like this is your forte for sure. This and audio, which is what the rest of the show is about. So I want to get your reactions to the Surface Book three, and then I'll chime in with what makes me not feel
1: so excited for it. (laughs) I am I'm like halfway. I'm not fully excited for it either. Um, (laughs) Okay, but but I was talking to I was I saw a chat with Dan Rubino from Windows from Windows. Windows Central, I call it Windows Phone Central still. Um, And he was saying the Surface Book is not built that way, and I get it. The Surface Book has one main problem. It's still detachable. And for it to work, the main processor has to be in the top housing where the display is, because that's kind of like a tablet. And you cannot put a 6-core 8-core processor in there because you need to put a fan. That's the problem. Because they're using a, 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 a quad core, uh, a, is it a Y or U series? I think it's a U. I can't remember what it is specifically. So, so there is some bottlenecks. Now, what I was hoping to see was something with AMD as well, uh, but then again, AMD has not announced any of their mid-tier processors. They announced the 4800H, which is the high-end gaming processor which everybody loves in the you know the Zephyrus G14, but. They haven't announced anything that goes into that mid-range that can still give performance but not require fan cooling. Now, the GPU there is, fi- is fine. I think a 1660 Ti is fine. And I like the fact they went through the Quattro for business users. Yeah. Because I think that's what Microsoft... Like, so Microsoft has been doing a lot of sales in the business aspect with the Surface. And they've realized that, okay, we need to service those guys more effectively. So... Um, The 1660 plays in. Plus, the one thing I will have to just temper people's breaks is Microsoft. And again, their pricings are a bit off for my taste. It's it's like it's 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 getting high there. But here's the benefit of why Microsoft does that. Surface makes them money. It's not meant to make super money. You know why? What makes them the most money? Windows. Mm -hmm. Right. And where's Windows? In every other laptop out there. So they have to make room for all the OEMs. So for instance, what I consider, which I still haven't reviewed yet, but I've used it for a little bit, one of the best laptops so far this year is the Zephyr's G14. And that is mm. only 1500 bucks. And it is it is more powerful than the 10th gen, or as powerful as the 10th gen uh, Core i9 from uh, Intel, which most of those laptops are priced higher. Or if you want to go with something smaller, you have something like the Razer Blade Stealth 13, which is- yeah. Fully loaded at two thousand dollars and has um, sixteen sixty Ti. So
0: Microsoft doesn't is that saying one have the actually doesn't that one have the sixteen fifty since it's the stealth, or is it sixteen sixty? I thought it was sixteen fifty. Mm. I need to find Maybe out. Check,
1: check. Yeah, yeah because so, so the so reason
0: why I say that is because I was comparing a lot of laptops when I was finally looking to upgrade my rig. I use the MSI Prestige fifteen, and this one has the sixteen fifty so really the only part about this rig that that I actually push to its limits is that it has a low four gigabytes of video ram that's my number one like bottleneck but this laptop is actually quite affordable it's like thirteen hundred
1: dollars I love this 1660 laptop. ti and you can go really? full Hd um 120 hertz or 4k as well and of yeah, course really... how much does that cost <laughs> 4k is which 3, is dollars my... Okay,
0: which is more, probably my main thing about these the the Surface Book right now is like um so Isa actually because her MacBook broke, um she's, is she's scooping up the new MacBook 13s that were announced earlier this week. And No, we she, she, she should pro- not.
1: She should not. Don't don't buy that machine. It's not? not worth it. There's no dedicated GPU. Her rendering is going to be a pain on that machine. Remember, there's no Hold dedicated okay. GPU on that.
0: I agree though i will say she's on final cut and literally everyone on a mac will tell you that final cut works perfectly fine even without the high-end gtxs and whatnot that we have like so the scales really, are different I, we, i've had this conversation so many times with Issa too though i mean it's, it's still
1: long <laughs> rendering time so no i mean it works but when you're trying to render it just takes forever that's I the thing so. they, they, they don't tell you that aspect especially if you're i mean i get it if it depends on how you work. Like, I like to work and do other things and work, which is why I always edit on a desktop because, for instance, I can render and just do whatever I want. I can still yeah, go and game while I'm rendering. So I get it. But <laughs> for me, for me, it's, it's just better to go to the MacBook 16-inch almost. Like, it's not even worth it buying that Oh, no.
0: See, I always make this joke that Issa's uh, requirements bend the laws of physics because she would love the MacBook 16's uh, performance in a 13-inch form factor, and that's just not going to (laughs) happen. So that's the thing. But as we were looking at the prices of the new MacBooks that were announced, I realized when the Surface Book pricing was announced, it's kind of like right in line. uh, Barring the the Quadro uh, variant, obviously. But yeah, it's crazy that... It, to me, but it's, it's, it's just still, this kind of crazy. It's $1,500 to better. start.
1: It's still better, though. It's still got a I mean, dedicated yeah. GPU.
0: I agree with you there.
1: And, and, it's, and it's a longer still... battery life. 17 Okay.
0: And it's a deta- deta- detachable screen. I get it. That's a different form factor. And like, there's more to offer in these. But oh, at the yeah. same time, I see 1599 and it still makes me not... I just can't fathom that. I just can't get into that. At the base model with an i5...
1: No, no, I, I definitely agree, uh, especially before we get in, but Microsoft's philosophy with this machine is that it's, it's giving you a different form and experience. You also, you're using the pen more, like mm. things that those other laptops just don't give you. That's what it's giving you there. Uh, and I think that's the difference here. Whereas something like the Razorblade Stealth 13 is kind of like, it's like a little hot rod. Right, that it, <laughs> that 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 has power, performance, and also in the small, like in the really small, it's more like the Honda S two thousand. If you know that car, it, it's oh, just yeah. a lot of power and performance in a small package. And I think in the PC world, you will find many variants, which is why, as much as you you know, like I saw in Gadget say, oh, you know the the um, Microsoft's options for release were terrible. or not, but they said it wasn't a good release date. And then they go to praise the Apple release. And I'm going, I'm sorry. For an Apple user, when they announced a 16-inch, I looked at it as a non-Apple user. And I go, okay, that's actually cool. I can see what yep. you guys are packing in there. Granted, you still should move to better GPUs, but you still have something in there. Then I see the 13. And I'm like, why, is anybody, why are people talking about this? This thing is not worth <laughs> your time at all. Like, get a MacBook Air. It, you, all, this is literally a MacBook Air with just... You know, a processor bump, bump and 32 gigs of RAM, and you're paying 3,500 bucks for mm-hmm. the, the yeah. max spec because you're getting four terabytes of storage. With the so you take the um what do you call it again? The Razer. You can open it up, take your own MVME, slide it in there, and exactly. go as, much as you want. That's my number one problem with MacBooks, is they're
0: not expandable whatsoever. They're not upgradable, rather like no. again going back to the msi prestige that i use like that entire back panel is one of the easiest things to remove and then you just get to see everything and just upgrade it all um mm-hmm. but yeah that that actually you know what this is not something i thought about is the surface book has the surface book ever been upgradable at all i don't think
1: so right no no they, they've not been upgradable. no that microsoft is not they've not gone there but like oh. again like i <laughs> finally got a little bit of an internet issue here with uh with the chat, yeah, I was—I was going to say I'm okay. fine okay. with that because in Windows line, there's there's just options. There's so many options for you to pick that you don't have yeah. to be pissed or worried. And everybody has great designs. Look at Dell with the XPS line. Even HP Spectre has gotten better. Like there's so many things for you to pick that you're like, ah, whatever, I can pick whatever I want, and I'm fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in keeping with the
0: analogy of like Microsoft sort of being in line with Apple um surface oh frick what's the name the surface go 2 um i am still a fan of the surface pro x even with all of its uh, software issues you know with the uh with the uh the, the arm processor that was the term i was looking for but for something a little bit more let's say conventional in that sense the surface go is something that's accessible it starts at 399 which kind of enticed me a little bit but even then it's a 10 inch laptop with a sort of like a What's the term I'm looking for here? A minimized version of Windows Home, and
1: um, yeah, yeah I mean, can, you, as far you can as I... The- go, you can go full version of Windows on there. It doesn't that doesn't yeah, stop. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. The problem is the processor. The first you have to go to the Core M. Again, here's the the problem is Intel's doesn't have that processor is too expensive for the price range. And one of the things Gadget put up was um, Sherlyn was like. She was digging, just like you know. By the time you get a keyboard, it becomes seven hundred. I'm like, but the iPad is like more expensive. But they, yeah. they'll tell you, they'll tell you there's more apps. But then again, with Windows, you don't need, you really don't need apps. You just need Windows running fully, full Windows, and then you can install anything you want. Just your processor can't handle certain things. Now, Microsoft is going through is going through a weird period because on one hand, Windows and ARM is not moving as fast as it should. Because as much as the ARM laptops we've seen, the Galaxy Book or the Surface Pro, uh, Surface, um, Surface X? Pro X. Um, yeah. Pro X, sorry. Both of them are priced too high. All ARM laptops mm-hmm. should not go past 600 bucks, as far as I'm concerned. 600 um, I mean, this, thing, this thing's like 1500 <laughs> <laughs> No, they, they shouldn't. They should yeah. not. You know Why? Let's just put it where by the time you get ARM fully like if I was Microsoft, I have to look at it very strategically. We have rumors that Apple is working on the ARM MacBook, mm-hmm. right? They they will make it happen so they can move away from Mac OS and make it into iPad OS everywhere. And it's just different extensions of it. That's their way of convergence. If I'm Microsoft, ARM on Windows needs to be a priority. Because, and that's where Windows X comes into play, which is why there was the delay and all that, is that this is how you need to stagger it. On the desktop side, it doesn't matter. Run all your, P- your processes all the way to Threadripper and above. Because for people like me, we need more power than we need. And we need power that shows off. That's just what it is on that line. On the yeah. laptop side of things, you need fast, sensible computing. So ARM can help you with that and connectivity. Mm-hmm. So if you have those ARM Windows devices that, you know, for school, right now, we're in a, the reason why the Surface Go still looks enticing is because people want cheaper laptops. and That's $600 for yes. a laptop, right? Yeah. So it's not a bad laptop to pick up at 600 because it will work. My cousin has been using my original Surface Go for the last two years. She's in med school and she's been using it, you know, since then. And it's been mm-hmm. working great. And I was like, "She's like, I just need something bigger because now we're doing a lot more, and I need um, a larger screen." But people want that. But what they need is they need something cheaper to actually get. And that's where Air Armor Windows covers that low end range. And then you now have Ultrabooks or like the uh, technically the um, Stealth, the Razorbit Stealth, and everything that's in that category that should cover up anything after a thousand bucks.
0: Yeah. That's more like then, the enthusiast line for people like us who might video edit,
1: do some exactly because you you work. want want that kind of performance, and then then you now have your high end gaming laptops where now AMD's changed the pricing because the Asus Zephyr's G is fifteen hundred, and Intel has to compete. So you're looking at uh, a starting point price point at fifteen hundred and up from there. Yeah, it's going to have to change. So I think Microsoft is releasing that line just because they have to. And I think at some point, the Surface Pro X and the Surface Go 2 become one device. They have mm-hmm. to, because it makes no sense to have both, in my mind. Uh, as long as ARM on Windows is not perfected, but finalized to a good degree. Yeah, maybe more, a little bit more optimized for sure. Because that,
0: is, that, is, that was the, the main thing, was when the, the Surface Pro Xs were coming out at first. It was so bleeding edge that no one could recommend it at that price and for that little capability. and and i totally get that now though granted the price hasn't really changed but capabilities are definitely getting better and better so like arm will get there and even then uh i think apple made like a there was like a a rumor or something that they're actually trying to create a ipad friendly version of final cut which like whoa like if that is the case then an arm based macbook could be a reality because that's what it's based on
1: and that's 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 pretty exciting why do you think they want to make an ARM-based um, laptop? It's not be- I mean, part of it is, is strategy and, and also the way Apple thinks. Apple wants to make its own LT chipsets, which they can't right now. And they said it's going to be taking like five years. So they have a deal with Qualcomm for that. But yeah. in five they years- They want to get away from Intel. They will get away from Intel. And then mm-hmm. because they're running anything on ARM, they don't have to do anything with major graphics at all. And they will stay in that bubble and ecosystem as long as they want to. And Intel, Intel is facing a battle that they have not expected in such a long time. AMD, AMD now is the best in high-end enthusiast processors. The Threadripper is the best in mobile, sorry, in uh, desktop processors. Your Ryzen nine, Ryzen seven, Ryzen five, and now the Ryzen three, which I just did a video on that thing mm. smokes it is a 129 dollars processor and it, it it absolutely smokes a core i7 out the water that's how that's how good i mean like amd processors now are just beasts for a low price yeah like the pro- the problem is a lot and a lot there's some softwares that don't work too well because intel has a stranglehold with certain deals they have with different companies adobe is one of them as well um, you know where there's just certain things that doesn't don't work as well as it should. You know, just but it's going to change. And Intel now has to face a, when Intel has to be innovative. Intel is still on, um, I think they're still on ten nanometer or fourteen nanometer. Ryzen is
0: ooh, mostly fourteen.
1: Ryzen seven nanometer chipset.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm I'm jealous of all of you guys that were able to 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 try out the Zephyrus because I remember seeing that at CES. I was so enamored by it and I know nothing about AMD and th- that's why these conversations are always so nice because I learn about AMD from, from you guys. Man, I want to try
1: that thing out. Uh, but again, you know, I just don't really have the budget for it, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 definitely fun and it's good to see that kind of competition come back to the PC space because one of the reasons why the PC market, you know, the PC were there is because Intel has had a strong control. AMD was not mm. competing With Intel, AMD was not competing with NVIDIA. Now, AMD's graphics cards, they don't have a high-end card. They have a mid-tier card, which is the 5700 XT. It's a fantastic card. I have it in one of my machines, and it runs as well as a RTX 2070, or even better. Cooling can be subjective, so you have to really watch how you cool your case. But other than that, it runs well. Now, there are rumors of the high-end card coming out, and people are like, all the things, it's going to smoke. It's not going to beat NVIDIA because NVIDIA knows how to keep up. Like NVIDIA has done their homework and saying we'll always be competitive. So yeah. in comparison to, to Intel, where AMD's new card is probably going to match up to NVIDIA's and then it's just going to be this back and forth. But you know that you're going to have people who go like, but Nvidia's done a such a good job. And NVIDIA has so many ancillary features. So for instance, there's NVIDIA Voice, which is, oh, sorry, it's called RTX Voice. My bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which cleans up background noise. Uh, Definitely go check out a video from Juan Bagnell. Uh, It's on Newegg's channel, and uh, RTX Voice, and he did the whole video with it. So RTX Voice basically, uh, you can use it to clear background noise while you're recording, or even video playback as well. Because it's using the the GPU to scrub that. And GPU has a lot of RAM included with it, so it can do a a lot of that work.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, uh, without giving anything away, I do have an RTX laptop on its way. So I am actually going to start actually going into this whole foray. So I'm excited for it. I've always been the value for money like user when it comes to computing. Uh, but one of our mm-hmm. other friends, David Kogan, is telling me, Dumb. Stop doing that. Put down, like, it, put down the $2,500. Just do it.
1: <laughs> like, <didn't> no, David <laughs> is so right. So I used to have a buddy of mine who... Um, He plays a game called Star Citizen. If any of you guys know Star Citizen on PC, uh, man, you need need a system that can run Star Citizen. Nothing is compressed. The whole game is this basically space adventure where um, he has a hangar. The distance to cross the hangar if he was running as a character almost takes the same time as you were to do it as a normal human being. He has a hangar with different spaceships and all that and everything. And back then... He would run, like, you know, a SLI system with, like, a GTX 980, stuff like that. Um, and I used to go, like, nah, I prefer, like, the budget. We're trying to get the best out of it. <laughs> and, then, and then finally, um, uh, I had a buddy who worked at Intel. And he's like, okay, we have our new, like, X-series chipsets, which is basically, like, a match to the Threadripper. And I built mm-hmm. a machine on that. Um, I got a, I got a few parts from different companies who sent it over, so it didn't cost me that much to build it. It was like a three thousand dollar PC. I spent maybe about six, seven hundred bucks of my own money. So I was like, nice. okay. I started using this thing to game. I was like, I'm never going back, never at all. <laughs> <laughs> because because you can you you turn on your game and then it just runs, and then you go to the settings and go, okay, all right. I know this. I've seen the videos. See, this game takes a lot of you know resources, and I go ultra, 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 ultra. And I'm like, oh, it's running. Like I have one machine I built, which is like a, it's a a very small case. The case is this big. But I put Mm -hmm. in a Ryzen 9 3950X in there. I have an RTX 2080. There's a lot of performance in, it's more powerful than at least two of the pieces I have in the house, which are really powerful. And I played a game on a monitor that's 5K. And I I was watching it, I didn't realize I had maxed out all the settings. And I'm like, hmm, I'm having some slowdowns. I'm like, oh, wait, it is 5K, which it's really hard to play any game in 5K constantly because you're just going to get a lot of slowdowns. So I was like, all right, let me just drop it to 4K. I'm like, ah, fine. It's running smoothly. I'm like, yeah, this is why I don't, I can't go budget anymore just because (laughs) if you really want to enjoy it, like you save your money. Um, look at the processors are good or things are good and just wait, they will drop in price. Especially now that AMD's competition, then you, uh, you can build last gen Threadripper for maybe $1,200, $1,500. Nice. And that is a powerful machine. That's the funny part. It's like first gen, second gen Threadripper machines are so powerful, but compared to what they have now, it's like, you sometimes you're almost tempted, you're like, yeah, but if I just spend an extra $200, I get the new one. Yeah, that's where I, that's where
0: I am at the moment. I I'm. 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 Don't get me wrong. I still love my Prestige 15. There's a certain thrill that I get from getting my high end work done on a rig that's not like super high end. You know, because I can. I know my machine. I know how to how to get stuff done on it. So that's where I kind of come. Uh, that's where I kind of come at it from. Uh, but in any case, yeah, that's uh, that does it for that segment of the uh, Microsoft talk. We're going to get into audio talk. And I know a lot of people are already asking in the chat. By the way, to, to those of you that were saying that we weren't really answering anything in the chat, this is what our conversations are like. We kind of hone in, uh, me and Thunder E do. Like, this, is what, this is our time to like catch up. So apologies for not being in the chat too much. Uh, one person did say just now, we want wireless bullets, wireless Z review from Board at Work. I don't have it yet. I don't know if you do. Uh, no,
1: number, so this is from Savan, if I pronounce it right. Um, uh, Sravan, sorry. I said Savan. because it's an R before that. Um, I don't have them, number one, so which is why I haven't done anything on them. Uh, but I was also a bit disappointed that they were not true wireless. Now, granted, I yes. still like wired. I, li- I like wired headphones more than anything else, but everyone's going true wireless, and I thought OnePlus would go, go too. So um, they just didn't send it to me, so I just
0: yeah so we don't really have a whole lot of details on that particular headphone but uh it is the neckband version it's supposed to have all day battery life and i think the the charging was supposed to be like zero to 100 in like five minutes or some crazy stuff like that <laughs> so yeah that's wow. going to be its main selling point uh it's the super fast charging that warp charging for a headphone but yeah that could be our segue we'll get into one final break and then we'll talk audio with thunder e So there are two more announcements that Microsoft made during this week's uh, like release, let's say, because they obviously didn't have their event uh, with everything that's going on. Microsoft, no, Surface, Surface Headphones 2. Uh, you are a fan of the Surface Headphones. You've told me that the input is, your, is something that's really nice.
1: It's nice. They needed to work on the audio quality. I remember uh, last year, or was it a year before when it came out, I said they were good, but they needed a lot of work. For the price point, I just won't buy it at that price point if it was cheaper. Um, I know Marquez really liked it. And a lot, a lot of people, because a lot of people were like, Marquez said it's great. I'm like, for me, it just doesn't cut it. Um, and I would like to see if they've improved that. The, the noise cancellation was good. The, the the functionality and dials, the way it worked, it was really simple. So yeah. hopefully, they've just improved on the audio uh, this year. Uh, then they have the Surface earbuds, which. I tried them on, they just didn't fit for me Okay. At, at the press event, like they just, it's just like, it felt reminded me of the original um, AirPods, they just don't stay in at all. Like I put them in and if I just do this, it's off. So I'm like, mm. we'll see how it is. I, I'm just waiting on judgment on that till they come out. Now design-wise, they're big, they look like, you know, Maasai earrings or something like that. Um, but... to me it's i'm not really bothered about design per se because the thing about your headphones is that the bigger the you need you need bigger drivers to get better sound you can play tricks here and there you can do software which is what like samsung does a lot with the galaxy buds plus but you know there's a reason why your cans still sell sound better than your earbuds uh and um and and then you you know your casing how sound reverberates inside there all that stuff. So I'm I'm fine with the size but again I just have to wait and see when it when it comes out.
0: Yeah, the surface headphones too I feel like I feel like the surface headphones in general kind of like flew under the radar. Like I feel like it weren't so many people like really singing the praises of it or not not really singing the praises of it but i just feel like it's not in the way that certain headphones become like a fashion item i feel like microsoft hasn't really pivoted their surface headphones to be part of that category because they look good i like the way that they look this is they're, they're quite minimalist they they look like they're really comfortable now it's bluetooth I, I, five with apt so i think
1: i think they didn't um they just didn't hit a lot of um number one a lot of people didn't review it till later on um Mm -hmm. and sony was king i mean dethroned bose even though to me bose has never had fully the best sound they've had the best anc for a long time but the Mm -hmm. audio quality because the anc just crowded the sound base and it felt like it was tight here as opposed to like you're listening to music all around but you know bose was always considered the best in there even though headphone people would tell you that's rubbish <laughs> um, Sony Sony came out and said okay here true wireless and Sony set a standard and it's been hard for anybody to beat that standard yet so when Microsoft comes out and we're like oh it's nice it's cool mm, you're, you're charging what okay alright mm, maybe next year that's literally yeah. how I felt it was more like you know and, and it's kind of like how um, you know Google with the first Pixel Buds you know the first Pixel Buds were horrible there's, there's no other way to put it they were bad they were very bad and this new Pixel Buds have been really good. I mean, they've done a good like 180 from where they were before. I know a lot of people have said like it doesn't have enough bass for them. Then I when I, in my video, I said, I like the bass that comes out. I forgot that I am one of those people that I don't want you to add anything more. Like it's got to mm. be flat because when I hear a song that I know doesn't have bass, sound sounding bass, I'm like, change headphones. This is rubbish. Really now? Because... I guess yeah, I because, guess am on the other end of that
0: because I do like I do like the bump, and uh, we'll get to the Pixel Buds in a second. Actually, because I'm actually using it right now. But the um, I remember the last time we talked about this when the when the Surface Earbuds were first announced. I remember kind of kvetching a little bit about the design of it. It's not like with the silicone tip that you can like sort yeah. of mash into your ear. It's got this sort of like hard look to it. Aside from it being a huge ass circle on your <laughs> in your ear, um, I'm still not convinced because that is the That's the design of it. It looks like the, it feels, it's going to feel a lot like the original Pixel Buds or the original AirPods. And that's, it just didn't really translate to good sound and feel for me. So I don't know. I'm still on the fence about picking them up.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll see how they turn out. Um, I don't think, I don't think the general design affects the audio quality. Um, And the problem with, the problem with those, it's the ear tip design that's my main issue because it's similar to the, um, original airpods same thing mm-hmm. with um, you know Huawei had uh, a pair that had it was just like that. except the Huawei one sounded better but you really unless you like you put your fingers and just held it there and you're like oh okay so this <laughs> is how it's supposed to sound so that design philosophy just doesn't work maybe they've tweaked it enough where it fits into more people's ears and you go okay all right now how does it sound uh, but in terms of ANC, since they did, I think they did a good job with the Surface headphones. One, they can probably transfer the ANC technology over to the buds. Now it's just a matter of like, does it sound good as well? Yeah, right? you know? that's true. And that, and that's, and that's how I felt with the Pixel buds, where I was like, mm. and then I put them on, I was like, huh, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it impressed me because again, I think I remembered how original pixel buds i was just like oh god you
0: know what i feel like i really was the only fan of the original pixel buds i mean granted it, did, it wasn't the best feeling earbud because of again the design of it all but i just loved how google assistant worked on it like i i, I really adored it and it, it comes back in this one even though it looks like a mentos in my ear like it it definitely has good functionality the sound is pretty good as far as the bass uh comment we were making earlier um the best way for me to describe it and i still have to do my final reviews on it um you're not going to you're not necessarily going to feel the bass the way that you would with like a really bassy headphone where like your whole body kind of reverberates with it but you know it's there there are a lot of other earbuds out there where you can hear the lows but you but but it's like very faint at least here you know the bass is there you can actually perceive it but it's just not going to be that bumping you can feel it type yeah Uh, but yeah like any any further thoughts on the pixel buds like are you a big google assistant person because i i was surprised hearing that jaime is not i and he doesn't do the whole functionality i enjoy it a lot personally
1: no i don't i don't i mean i i used it when i tested this out but i use google assistant at home and strictly to turn my lights on and off uh, because i've got philips hue lights and things like that um but i don't I I just don't use assistants that much because they are too they're still currently too dumb for me. I mean I'm I'm a sci-fi person. I watch too many sci-fi shows, and I talk <laughs> to my I I really talk to. So my girlfriend's like, you need to slow down when you talk to a sister. I'm like, she's supposed to understand. Like, come on, <laughs> you know I'm not asking you a complex question, but I I ask a question like I'm talking to you. I'm like, I go hey G da da da, and then it's like oh he he didn't give me that punctuation before you move to the main sentence. Yeah, And I'm like, you need to start picking up. So I just don't use it. And I, I like the fact it's there and it works seamlessly. Same thing with how the Amazon Echo Buds Alexa also works really well on those as well. Mm-hmm. So it, that part is cool. But for me, that's not the main reason I'm buying that. Because any pair of headphones have, you know, my, my Galaxy Buds. I can use Google Assistant on there. Granted, I have to, pr- you know, press and hold. But for me, that's not a huge jump. This is just the voice, you know, difference mm-hmm. here. And some headphones do well with voice as well. So again, it's not the big, it's not the biggest thing. To me, the bigger thing is the fact that they got the audio right, the microphone's good. I had some weird issues where sometimes my calls weren't as good as other calls, but I think that's more of a software thing because if it we worked well, well once, then something must be just, you know, affecting you not Walkie, too really well the yeah. time. Yeah, um, you know, the case is nice. It's got wireless charging, it's really small like you know, like just the the nature of it. Like give you an example. Let me give you a, a quick
0: I actually put the nomad thing. case on it. I actually like this a lot. But you know what's yeah. funny? And I just wanna I just wanna point this out real quick. The nomad case is really nice. I love having the leather here, but there's this little hole here for a like wrist strap. That breaks the entire like fancy illusion. Like you have a leather thing with a wrist strap. So I, eventually I had to take it off because it just looks so out of place. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it does, you know, and that's the thing. So you've got, um, you've got this right here. See how small that is, and then you now move over to other manufacturers, this is the Sennheisers, right? Ooh, it's a little bigger. I
0: love that you did that because I just got mine too. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, and then you've got the Sony Extra Base here, which is even bigger. And these have—is that many... the one? Is that the one that was just announced? No.
0: Okay. Some people were asking about that. Some people were asking that in the live chat. Like, did you get the new
1: Sony's? (laughs) (laughs) And 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 then we also have this one here from Liberto as well. Oh, whoa, those are pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. So size-wise, it makes sense. Sony needs to learn. Like, okay, look at that, right? And look at Mm -hmm. it's also like it's got like a a rising ridge, so it, it doesn't stay in your pocket well. Like all of these are even you know the the AirPods Pro. They all have a certain size to it. Even the Galaxy Buds, right? It's a pill, mm-hmm. right? It's got certain symmetry. So when you put it in your pocket, you know how it is. Remember the Sony WF one thousand Mark Mark threes? Huge case. Huge case. No, yeah. Yeah. You know. So those are the. Th- I mean, like, I'm glad that they got these things right, and I like the fact that you know, I think I saw it in Tim's video. It doesn't fall now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I haven't. I actually have not done that, and the, the magnets and, are quite and,
1: stronger. And then you can go. (laughs) Oh my God,
0: you're right. (laughs) I'm not going to do that often, though. Yeah, Um, you will. All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, shout out to some people in the chat. Uh, we had David Immel on earlier. Sorry that we didn't acknowledge. Uh, but yeah, we were just going through our conversation here for the last few minutes of this episode. I do want to add, I do want to make sure we ask, uh, we answer a few of the questions. One of them in particular was from the big thin Panda Bluetooth headset. You'd recommend that's a pretty open-ended question. It's a true wireless. Is it wired? Is it headphone? Is it cans? Okay. But I, I would, tr-
1: yeah. I will try and answer that for you. If it's, uh, True wireless, still the Sony WF-1000 Mark III's are my best. They don't cover everything because it doesn't have a really good microphone. If you're looking for audio, st- strictly audio, go with hmm. that. If you're looking for everything covered with value, I will go with the Soundcore Liberty Pro 2s or the Soundcore oh, yeah. uh, Liberty Air 2s as well. That's $79. That's also really good at value. And the other one's $150. If you're looking at one that gives you the best fit, and feel those are the Galaxy Buds they work out I mean they still fit better than those even though these have a really good fit but the Galaxy Buds are just like snug in there mm-hmm. um, and also they work well and the microphone is really good uh, for over the air cans I'm, I'll still say the um, WH-1000 Mark IVs from Sony mm-hmm. uh, those work out really well you can also try out the Focal, Focal Listen they don't have ANC Audio quality is really good on them as well. Sennheiser stuff, um, some of the new stuff, I know I've heard from a lot of people it's good. These are good, but it's got some issues that I just don't like for its price point, which is why I I didn't recommend them. But you've got Sony, Soundcore, um, Galaxy Buds, um, and even the Pixel Buds too, especially for you. if you care about that um Google Assistant integration, the voice translation, those kind of stuff because all the things I mentioned Google uh, Pixelbot does well but I will add that extra if you were looking for that as well.
0: All right, cool. Uh, Dan Supercar, actually, I think we just answered that question, is best neckband headphones and truly wireless earbuds for the fit. Uh, yeah, Pixel Buds are up there. Galaxy Buds, I agree with as well. As far as neckband, I would actually say you might want to wait for the new OnePluses because, I mean, the battery life on those are going to be amazing. And I've been satisfied with the audio quality from OnePlus
1: headphones. Satisfied, not blown away by it, but satisfied with it. Um, and Stasi says, what about... Sorry, I just, Starseed asked about Bose NC700. They're good. To me, it has no mids. It's like they took the mids out. That's how I felt about using them. Uh, Maybe they've done some updates, which I I can go back and check. Um, But I still prefer the sound from the Sony WH1000 Mark III's Jesus Digital. Yeah.
0: Uh, Ahmed Korn just asked, I need bass. So I'm confused between Galaxy and Google. Pixel Buds have more bass. That's just, if you want, immediately.
1: Yeah. If you want more the most bass, get these. These are the Sony. Oh, they're cheaper too. They have so much bass for you. Uh, I That's literally a line
0: from Sony, right? The the extra bass.
1: Yeah, it's extra bass. It's it's extra bass, <laughs> and it's actually good. This are the Sony XB extra bass, seven hundred. <laughs> yep. And they're like I think they're like a hundred bucks or so. Yeah. So. That's, that's what you should be looking for for extra bass.
0: I noticed you did not include at all the
1: earbuds that are in your ears right now. <laughs> uh, so the AirPods Pro have good noise cancellation, good transmission mode. Uh, the fit is not that great. Like it's in my ear, but I feel like it's going to fall out, even though it won't. But it just feels that way for me. Mm-hmm. The audio quality is good, but uh, it's muffled. People understand, like, I care about sound separation. Like, I want it to be loud, but I also want to hear my instruments. I want to hear that guitar riff. And I also wanted to hear, the thing is that sometimes with these, like, they sound loud and rich, but you, you notice the vocals are not separated. So the thing in sound is that whenever you have somebody singing in any song, you should hear them above every instrument that is played. You know, Mm -hmm. if not, it will sound like you going to a wedding and then the singer is trying to yell louder than the band that's playing next to them because she's trying to get that separation out. So your headphones should give you separation that says, you know, your singer is usually the highs because they're trying to belch out higher notes that you can hear. And that's where your highs are. If everything sounds this close... Where they're both together or just slightly below, you need more separation, which is why I really like the Galaxy Buds because they have a really good high separation uh, compared to a lot of true wireless buds. Unless you go to like the Sony's, Sennheisers as well. Like Sennheisers are in audio, they're really good. They're just other things that are just like so annoying where you're like, "Come on, guys!" You know. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, personally I, mean, personally,
0: I enjoy the ANC on the Sennheisers. But I uh, one of the main things that I always hate with truly wireless earbuds is when I'm the kind of person that likes to have one at a time, and I know that that's kind of a specific use case. You can only have the right one in. So that kind of bums me out. Uh, You can't do either. Uh, But yeah, okay, so long talk about audio in that case. Got the final question that we always end every episode with. Uh, Thundery of Bored at Work. Literally, you can Mm -hmm. pick anything, but do keep in mind that this is a tech show. (laughs) Uh, What is in your pocket now?
1: Uh, My wallet. (laughs) <laughs> uh no I'm, I'm joking um it's actually the galaxy note 10 plus um and if you're oh, going go devices uh, i never left oh, okay um so i usually i usually always carry two devices that i um one that's my standard device and over the last couple of years it's my the note always stays till the next note And then it changes. Mm. I will always have as. So, most people, most Android, most reviewers will always have an iPhone with them. I'm not an iPhone user. So, I only use the iPhone whenever I'm either doing a long term review, I go back to it as my second device and start using it for a while. Or I'm using it for comparison to say, okay, iPhone versus, you know, Galaxy or whatever device there. But the note for me, uh, one of the things with the S20 Ultra uh, is as much as I like it, it felt a little heavier than it should. I've, yeah. I have other devices that are 5,000 milliamp batteries. It's not as heavy. So that's one. But to me, it's still not bad. The camera has been, for me, it's been good, but I understand the issues with the camera as well. So I've said it, it takes the best photos for black people, hands down. If you want a phone, if you're my skin tone, it will take, because it has such higher contrast, so you pop out in photos. If yeah. you are light skinned, if you're white, that contrast does not reflect. So it looks like you're literally faded out. And that's what happens where a lot of people... Like some of my camera comparisons, people are like, you're the only one who makes this thing look good. And after a while, I was like, okay. No, actually, it just does better on black skin. Like, There's a lot of contrast in the photo, and that will make me look st- like I stand out more as opposed to other other devices. So yeah. on that part, it is the... The autofocus issues, it's gotten better. The new update actually has improved that. But I'm just like, okay, I would like to see more. And they really haven't. It just feels like they threw a lot in. It just wasn't finished. And I also use the S Pen a lot. And for me, that's huge. So I can't wait for, to me, my ideal device is the Galaxy Fold 2. Or maybe actually the Galaxy Fold 3 when it becomes thinner. Galaxy Fold 2 with the S Pen, I'm good. Okay. Like that's yeah. That's a device that you know because from all the rumors we have a larger screen in the front so I can always use that mm-hmm. and then I'm gaming I'm watching TV I'm looking at a spreadsheet like if I actually think about it this way you actually want to work and do a spreadsheet which spreadsheets are annoying you all know how bad it is on a computer but people try to do it on their phones and I'm like come on that's just annoying you can actually do more work in the whole Dex environment and having a second screen and things like that like to me, that just does so much more, uh, especially how if we're pricing our phones as high as a PC or a laptop, you know, like a 1500 or 2004, a Galaxy Fold, then having an S Pen, having better screen real estate, being able to do more in it, like I can understand that quantified nature. And to me, that's like the perfect smartphone for me to use.
0: I'd be, I would love to see that in a content form once that phone finally comes out because all of that is a great way of saying why a future trend in smartphones will make the perfect sense for you. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if I would agree with every single point because I'm a different user, but I would love to see where your perspective comes in on that. Uh, in any case, yeah, we've gone for a little over an hour now. This is this is generally how our talks go. Uh, someone in the comments just now said that we were live for a long time, dude. Like, when's the last time you did a uh, a video call with somebody? This is we're in the quarantine era. We all need to be able to kick it and chat for a while. <laughs> yeah.
1: That is very true.
0: Yep. So hopefully everybody is staying in, staying healthy and staying safe. Uh, thank you again, Thundery, for being on the show. I'm going to pop it into the outro, but I will remind everybody that the links to all of our content uh, across Pocket Now, JV and Board at Work are in the show notes. So make sure you check those out. And with all of that said, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Pocket Now Weekly. Head to the show notes so that way you can find the links not only to Board at Work on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and beyond, but you can also find my links as well to find me, JV, on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow Pocket Now everywhere. It's at Pocketnow on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, you're going to want to follow Pocket Now on Instagram in particular because that is where we do our IG Lives, where we record this podcast every single week. Head over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Now, so that you can keep up with everything we're up to there. Videos are coming out pretty much every single day, so look forward to a lot of stuff. As a quick plug, I did just do a review of the Huawei P40 Pro and gave some perspectives on what it's like to use that particular device without Google services. Let's just put it this way. There is a new normal, and it's not quite as bad as you think. From there, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you so much again for listening to the Now Weekly Podcast, and we will see you in our next episode.